Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. So, Warren Ingram, we all feel the pain of higher interest rates. The Reserve Bank Governor quite rightly tells us that the pain of higher interest rates is better than the regret of currency devaluation and the and, and higher inflation over time because um, the pain of, of higher interest rates is likely to be short-term. If we don't raise interest rates, we get a, uh, an erosion of the value of our money through inflation, which then digs in, and you get a situation like Turkey, where inflation is running at 80%, to Argentina, where it's running in multiple tens um, of multiples, and it's really terrifying. So we have got to get used to the idea that in times of crisis, like we're going through now in the world, that interest rates are going up and will likely continue to go up for some time. Absolutely, Bruce. And I think, uh, you know, the, the forecasters will start getting into the game of, you know, how much longer and how much higher and, and all of that. And and for ordinary Joes like me, uh, the, you know, the, the bottom line is that they are high and probably will go higher. And, and therefore, you know, let's take whatever action we can now. Um, understanding that rates are, are likely to be high and and um, you know protect ourselves financially if we've got debt. And equally, those that need to earn some interest, there might be some actions that you need to take now to actually benefit from those rising rates. You know, I think we we you know we tend to forget that uh, the, the, you know the, the the retired people in South Africa, but uh, both I, I guess also the you know the widows, um, orphans funds as well as then retirement funds have been you know really severely affected by very low interest rates um you know that have affected their ability to to pay out income streams in a predictable way to to people who need income so so there is another side to the story you know uh, r- rising rates are bad for stock markets bad for property markets and 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 generally very good for for people who who need an income and and don't have debt yeah exactly right so we need to know because whether you know if, if we start seeing inflation begin to uh, ameliorate and begin to slow down as it's showing signs of perhaps doing in some economies, it doesn't necessarily mean that interest rates start coming down anytime soon. We're going to have to live with higher interest rates for a year, maybe two, maybe slightly longer. So how then do we best invest under these sorts of circumstances? So, so let's, um, if I may, let's let's break it into two. Let, let's talk about the okay. people with debt, um, and and I think for for people with debt, um, you, you know, you need to you need to kind of have a laser focus right now on on especially your short term debt. You know, in, in personal loans, uh, car car loans, credit cards, all of those kinds of debts. Uh, you know, those interest rates. If if prime is you know at nine and a half, maybe going to be ten or eleven in the in the future, you you need to be in a position where where the, the most expensive debt you, you need to understand is your short-term debt. It is your credit card and your personal loans and the like. And, and so you need to do whatever you can now to get those debts down as fast as possible. Ideally, you, you, you don't want them, but, uh, but, but if you have got them, get them down as fast as possible because it's nearly impossible if you've got credit card debt, you know, compounding against you at 20% a year, it's, it's impossible to find something, an investment that's going to grow predictably and guaranteed, you know, at, at a rate faster. So, you know, not, not to kind of do the fear mongering, but, but just focus on that, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't go to sleep down, ignore, ignore your bank statements and hope that things get better. They're not going to get better. The, 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 these interest rate problems compound against you at a, at a frightening rate if you don't take action. 
equally, a little bit of action makes a huge difference. You know, so if your debt repayments are you know five thousand rand a month, uh, and and you can you know put in an extra five hundred, that that five hundred will make a really big difference. So so it, you know, and, for people's and, debt, and, it's important to explain this one, Warren, because it doesn't feel like it, does it? I mean, all it feels like is you're limiting your cash flow. So the pain of paying the extra five hundred on a monthly basis hurts because you're used to paying five thousand. Now you ask me to pay ten percent more. And I really begin to resent it because, yes, in the beginning, I, I feel the pain of losing that extra 500. But explain to me how it speeds up the process of paying down debt. Because actually, ultimately, it can knock years off a debt repayment. Absolutely. You know, if you're, um, if you're sitting there and, and your debt repayment is, is, is fixed, let's, uh, let's stay on that 5,000 rand a month, uh, you know, for, for argument's sake, uh, 4,000 of that might be, you know, paying off the capital and 1,000 uh, might be interest. Now you, you, you pay an extra 500 rand in, um, th- that's going to go directly to the capital. So, so instead of, uh, you know, paying off 4,000, you're adding 500. So, so you're going to start knocking the, the capital uh, amount a lot sooner. And what that does is every month when the bank and I, um, is calculating how much you owe, you know, they, they look at the capital, they're multiplied by the interest rate, and then they tell you what you owe. So if you're knocking that, the capital that you owe by, by overpaying on your debts, you know, by a little bit every single month, you, you, you are making a massive difference. And, and as you say, you know, I mean, a few you know, a few thousand rand extra on a home loan repayment, for example, could, could could be the difference between paying off your home loan in 15 years and paying it off in 20 years. And, you know, I, I think when, when people pay off their home loans over, over the full 20-year period, it ends up costing them about two and a half times more than what they actually paid for the property. You know, so you, you think you, you're buying your house for a million rand. Actually, you know, you pay off your, your home loan over, over the 20-year period, you've ended up paying two and a half million rand. Now, the faster you get that that repayment down, the the, the, the quicker you get the bond done, the, the less you're actually going to be paying. And and so you might end up, you know, over, over let's say, a 10 or 15 year period, your, your property costs you, you know, uh, one, one and a half or 1.7 million, massive difference, you know, to the two and a half million. So, so I think it, it, it really is, it's, it, it, it's an enormous difference to, to, to people who can pay off a little bit more. And again, uh, you know, when interest rates are, are on short term debts are 25%, uh, you know, I mean, twenty-five percent. It doesn't take long if you've got that, um, you know, that debt and it's and it's compounding against you. It's probably three years before it's doubled. You know, you, you need to get that out of your life as fast as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so, yeah, getting rid of debt is absolutely pivotal. But uh, we also are concerned as to if we've got money and we want to invest money, how do we best take advantage of this environment to ensure that we don't. Uh, sort of sit in equity portfolios that keep falling and falling and falling and huge volatility and it brings its own kind of stress because a year from now you look at the market that's gone up and down five times and you kind of pretty much where you started or below where you started at the beginning of the year and that can be soul destroying. Um, yeah, too, too right and and I think you know one of the one of the best asset classes for 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 diversification you know in history has been you know owning government bonds uh, you know especially those of, of well-managed economies um, um, and and for quite a while now you know especially global bonds you know you, you, it's 
they've been described as return-free risk. You know, you, you can buy, you know, you, you could have bought, you know, a couple of years ago, European government bond, uh, you know, a 30-year bond and and um, guarantee yourself that it will lose value by at least point, you know, 0.5 or 0.75% a year because the, the government would actually take money away from you for you giving them money. Um, and, and, and then, you know, when we see interest rates rapidly rising uh, overseas, what we've seen is bond prices collapsing. So, so you could see, you know, the, the sixth biggest economy in the world, the UK, their, their bond prices rising and falling by as much as 25% in a few weeks. Uh, and, and that's almost unheard of. But all of that said, we're in a space now where you, you might, you know, especially for retired people in South Africa, you know, if you if you've got a retirement fund, it's really worth looking at the 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 cash and bond portion of your retirement fund again, because all of a sudden you you might be looking at interest rates of you know eleven or twelve percent on 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 your bond portion, and so if you need a lot of income uh, from your capital, you, you know that that portion of your of your investment is worth reconsidering, and and that's not to say that you jump out of equities now in favour of bonds. I'm certainly not making that call, but you know there was a time for, for quite some time in South Africa where it paid you to be overinvested in shares because there was just not much gro- growth from from bonds, and I think that that story has changed. So the, the same with cash. Uh, I, I had a look uh, the, this this week at RSA retail bonds, you know, and, and just for quick reference those are offered by our government so there's no fees there's no um no no, no one in the way that, that that can kind of eat your your returns uh, and at the moment if you you know if you take a two-year fixed deposit you, you're going to get nine and a half percent and if you do a five-year fixed deposit uh, it's up to 11.25 and and for people you know over 65 for example they can earn a fair amount of interest before they start to pay tax so you know, I think over 65, you need to seriously be considering putting some of your money into RSA retail bonds to the point where you don't pay tax, but but you're getting 10 or 11% a year tax-free guaranteed by, by government. And I think it's one guarantee that's still worth something at the moment. Okay. So, so the, the RSA retail savings bond, and when you fix it for, uh, for five years, does that 11.25% stay fixed for uh, at that rate? For the five years, what happens if interest rates keep going up or suddenly they plummet? What happens then? Uh, if they plummet, you're, you're absolutely fine because the rate is fixed. If they keep going up, you, you do have the option of, of restarting your, your investment at the higher rate. So, so let's just say, uh, you know, I, I hope it doesn't happen, but let's just say by June next year, we're, we're in a position where the interest rates are at you know 13% on those five-year fixed deposits. You can then opt um, at your choice to say, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll switch out from the 11.25 to the 13 and a half, but then knowing that your term has started again, your, your five-year term has started afresh. So, so I think be careful that you don't you know commit all your money to one. You know, it, it, there's nothing wrong with, for for example, with doing some in a two-year, some in a three-year, uh, and then some in a five-year. You know, just to have that the optionality uh, of, of getting some money at different uh, points in time. And, and again, I'm 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 just you know conscious of uh, you know of saying to people you know put put all your money in RSA retail bonds. We're certainly not saying that uh, because you know if you earn a lot of uh, taxable interest uh, on, on 11.25 feels fantastic while you're earning the interest until the end of the tax year when you have to give you know, nearly half of that back to SARS, th- th- then it's not so exciting anymore. So so it's a nice vehicle for, for a, a reasonable amount of money. It's not a nice vehicle for all of your, uh, your, your investments because you're not going to grow. Yeah. 
And, and I, I'm also I'm also very worried about people who go, you know what? There's too much risk in stock markets. There's too much volatility in stock markets. I'm putting everything into interest bearing uh, into interest bearing vehicles, whether it be to money market funds, whether it be to RSA retail savings bonds, whatever it might be. Uh, and you look at yourself and you feel incredibly smug because you're averaging, you know, 10% return a year in a market where there's so much volatility that you, you couldn't stomach. And so you feel very smug about it. Um, and then when the, the, the tax man comes calling, you go, hold on a second, but, 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 but I was dependent on this income. And this tax man says, so am I, and I get first dibs. Thank you, and I'll have mine. Um, and that's concerning. It is concerning, and I think you know certainty has a massive price, and I, and I think that's what you're talking about. You know, we we we, we none of us like volatility. It's not that uh, you know you know those of us who who stay in shares through bad times are are enjoying the volatility. We hate seeing our statements when they you know they're down ten or twenty or thirty percent, and and it's really frustrating when you've got to come home and uh, p- please explain to your spouse why why this has happened because you know the 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 the, the, the conversations get a little frosty, but but the reality is that if you want certainty with your money, that means you have to buy things like RSA retail bonds and 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 a lot of cash, which means you get certainty that you, your investments don't go down. You also get certainty that they don't uh, beat inflation, and you're going to pay a heck of a lot of tax. And and to me, that certainty is far too expensive. You know that that's a great recipe for 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 financial destruction later in life. And and I'm not prepared to pay that price. So I'll rather pay the price of a few frosty conversations at home and 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 benefit from stock markets that are always going to be volatile, but give you the growth. Warren Ingram is a personal financial advisor, executive director at Galileo Capital. Any questions on cash versus shares? Um, Will your money into uh, retail savings bonds? Give us a shot on 021-446-0567-011-883-0702. Lines are always open, of course, but uh, we'll pick up on that. Plus a question from Tsejo this evening saying, I have an updated will. Well done, Tsejo. I have, however, received an email asking me to nominate a beneficiary for my retirement fund. Is it necessary to nominate a beneficiary if I have a will? Such a good question, Sejo. In a moment. The Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. Get to Sejo's question in just a moment, but Kwaku in Eden Vale, a quick question for Warren. Hi, Bruce and Warren. Um, Yeah, uh, I'm a young couple, and we're um, in a young couple, and we've got a share portfolio of, uh, that's growing and it's pretty high, decent. Um, we've got a tax-free account that's um, topped up for the year, but we've got an extra 140k, and we're sitting here trying to decide what to do with that money to make um, short-term returns on investment. Um, we need to what short? Please. What short-term, Kwaku? And when do you want the money? Um, short-term meaning anything between the next one to three years. Okay. So you want the money within three years. Okay, thank you, Kwaku, very much. It's a great question, Warren. Uh, the, the thing about a three-year term is that, um, you know, with markets being as volatile as they are, if you put it in shares, uh, the, the, the share portfolio could be down, uh, you know, in, in three years' time. You know, so, so when you invest in shares, your, your time horizon is, is at least five years, I, I think sort of cl- closer to seven. Uh, and so when your time horizon is only three, uh, my, my view is you need to lock in the best interest rate you can. So I, I wouldn't go for 
for uh, you, you know anything that's got volatility like the stock market, I'd, I'd go and lock in a good rate. Uh, we we just mentioned the RSA retail bonds and, and looking at their three year rate, it's ten percent at the moment. Uh, so so if it's a hundred thousand, uh, you know that you, if you can split it between the two of you, then then you you would each be allowed to earn about twenty three thousand rand uh, a year in in interest before you pay tax. So, so the hundred thousand. If you put fifty thousand each, you're not going to pay tax on that interest. So that would probably be the the, the route I'd go, unless you got debt, of course, and then you got to kill all the debt. Okay, good. I mean, that would give you nearly fifty thousand rand in interest over three years, Kwaku. So there is um, a, a benefit there. Thank you very much, Warren. That three year. Um, if you could prepare to tie it up for three years, give you 10% a year at the moment. Uh, to Zechel's question, I've, I've got an updated will, but I've had an email ask me to nominate a beneficiary for my retirement fund. Why do I need to nominate a beneficiary if I already have a will? The the, the reason is that uh, the, your retirement funds don't actually form part of your estate. So they're not covered by your will. So things like unit trusts, shares, your house, all of that is is covered by your will. But uh, but, but retirement funds uh, fall outside of your estate. So so you really should nominate a beneficiary on your retirement fund. The the advantage is that you you are fairly likely uh, g- going to see that money go from from your retirement fund to your beneficiary much more quickly than it will take for your entire estate to be wound up. So if you've got financial beneficiaries, nominating them uh, on your retirement fund means that they'll actually get access to money relatively quickly. Whereas, you know, anecdotally now, it sounds like the master's office is taking two years at the, at the quickest sure. to wind up estates, which That's is a disaster. Yeah. So, yeah. For families who are dependent um, on a breadwinner and that breadwinner dies, if there isn't access to quick cash, they can sit for, for up to two years, as you say. I'm waiting for a payout, and it is well, it's shambolic and disgraceful. Yeah, I, I would say not up to two years, at least two years. It could be up, you know, what? to five, six, seven years if it's messy. Uh, you know, if the estate wasn't w- w- well well managed and, and done correctly. So, so, so it's. I, I think the fastest we're hearing about at the moment is two two years. So it's a, it's it is a disaster. Um. Yeah. So that's why it's echo. Um. You you need and you know if, if especially you've got young beneficiaries and you've got debt within your uh, within your family, you do need to make sure you've got a life insurance. You've got to make sure that you are covered. You don't leave debt behind because then you're just adding insult to injury. Unfortunately, when it comes to to dying an an, an untimely death, you don't always have a choice in these things, of course. Um, so um, better to be prepared than not, Warren. Be prepared and, and then just also be careful with retirement funds. Uh, the, the law, it doesn't compel the, the, the retirement fund to pay that money to your beneficiaries in the way that you've described. So one of the things that our, our, our law allows is retirement fund trustees to check, you know, who are the other people that are potentially financially dependent on you? Uh, you know, there are situations where where you've got, you know, one spouse and, um, you know, and another partner with kids with both. Uh, and, and the, you know, the, the government's very worried that, that, that you know, the financial dependence of all descriptions are, are taken care of. So, so it is important to get your nominations correct. Make sure that you, you've allocated the money fairly across across all of your financial dependents, uh, and and give um, as much information as possible to your retirement fund uh, managers so that they they are able to help your beneficiaries if you did. Uh, and yes, I mean, I've, 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 we've had cases, haven't we, Warren, in terms of where somebody has their intention was for money to go to their kids, but they're in a second marriage. 
Uh, and the, the second spouse objects to the money going to the kids, saying, hold on a second, but the kids are adults now. They don't, they're not dependent. I was dependent on this particular person. I should be entitled to the retirement fund. And the trustees of the retirement fund then have to make a value judgment. And it's brutal. It can be brutal. It is brutal and it's really messy and 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 obviously not everyone's honest with with their their kind of correspondence with the trustees as well. So so that you know as the member, provide as much information as you can, be be as clear as you can, uh, and and that that should prevent some fights later in life. Unfortunately, whatever you say in your will has absolutely no bearing on this. Thank you, Warren. Very important. Thank you very much indeed, Warren Ingram from Galileo Capital, uh, a financial advisor on a Thursday evening. Wrapping up this evening's edition of The Money Show. Looking forward to the Friday evening edition already. Till then, good night.